0: You're listening to The Mind Podcast.
1: Hello, friends. Thanks for joining us today. Today's guest will be shedding some light on all of the mental health struggles that come along with a chronic illness diagnosis. Hope you enjoy. So what we'll do to start with is, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're like, no, not really. <laughs> Well, my name is
2: Kirsten. Um, On social media, I go by Kirsten Diane, and I have a YouTube channel. I have my Instagram feed and everything, Um, but I really started my social platform growing by um, using um, and telling my story about my MS, uh, multiple sclerosis. I was diagnosed in 2018. And um, with that, you know, it came with a lot of trials and tribulations. um, And with that came along with mental health and illness, I would say. Um, So, you know, I just want I wanted to the reason I made all my platforms, and to try and grow them bigger is to raise awareness. Um, I feel like you know, we know a lot about certain things, but um, we have trouble um, normalizing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I, I feel like that is a problem right now with mental health. And I, you guys can, you know, take over with that topic. But I just want to say that's been a huge struggle for me mm-hmm. um, on my journey. And, um, and I'm just here to, you know, make it a little bit more
1: normal for people. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Great. Um, Great. that's the intention, right? Yeah. Just like everyone goes through crud. Yeah, they do. Right. And yeah. no one talks about it.
2: Yeah. I feel like, um, people might be scared, scared of judgment, mm-hmm. uh, scared of, being turned down. Um, the, the, there's just a lot of things that come along with that and the being scared of it. Yeah. Talking about it.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's um, it's definitely something that people really need to be aware of because if we can normalize it, then we can talk about it and it can get better. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so... Cool. So, obviously, with chronic illness comes a lot of mental health issues because probably because of the fear, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what have you struggled with um, specifically, like anxiety and depression? I assume.
2: Yes. A lot of anxiety just because the future is unknown. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, let alone the next minute. Um, For me, and I can only speak on my behalf, but with my case, it went from zero to 100 so fast. And um, that for me was super, super scary because one minute you're normal. One minute you're doing life like you should, um, living it to the fullest you know, I just had a baby. She was six months, seven months at the time. Um, and I just lost my grandfather. And that just kind of trickled. And with the stress, and I guess, being postpartum, um, with all your hormones and everything, it triggers an uh, an attack an autoimmune response, mm. and not in a good way. Yeah. Uh, your body kind of freaks out. So when that, all that happened, when it hit, it just went boom, 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 boom.
1: Yeah. All the yeah. way down.
2: Um, it started out with me. I thought I was having a stroke, to be honest. Um, the side, I forgot what side it was. I think it was my right side of the face went numb. My left foot went numb.
3: So it was and, a physical thing as well as emotional, mental. That's.
2: Oh, yeah. It started physical it started physical and then it led to, you know, my psyche. And then it led to emotional and, um, everything like that. Um, but that's how it started. And, um, then it went all the way down to, couldn't feel my whole body from the top of my head to my toes. I couldn't walk anymore. Um, I couldn't talk anymore. I couldn't feel my mouth and swallowing. So I, I thought I was like choking all the time. I just couldn't feel like food go down. It was very dangerous. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it was, it was hard. Um, MS also affects <clears throat> your nerves. That's what it affects. It affects your nerves and your nerves are everywhere. Um, so I lost the ability to go to the bathroom by myself. Um, I lost the ability to see, um, I could still see, I wasn't completely blind, but one eye went and looked in the other direction. Wow. And this eye was straight
1: and it would just kind of go back and forth.
2: Could you see out
1: of both eyes at that time? Oh boy. Wow. I'm sure that was really really weird yeah it was really really weird and it made life difficult right especially with a baby
3: yeah no kidding well you look great now
2: (laughs) thank you um no but when all of this happened I was hospitalized um so I wasn't at home I was getting treatments and everything at the hospital and then I was transferred to UCLA and that's where I still get my care. Um, And then I went to a rehab center here in my hometown. And then I was transferred back to UCLA because my lesions were just growing and getting bigger. Um, So very, very hard, scary time. And, you know, with a diagnosis like that, and with everything that I physically went through, it was not okay for my mental health
1: yeah i mean i don't i don't think anybody could get through anything like that without it affecting them mentally yeah. at all yeah yeah I mean, that that's life-changing yeah really I, mean, yeah. I mean just and, you go oh, ahead um
2: <laughs> no i was just gonna say the way that it happened so fast was, um, I think, the hardest part, because you're one person, you know, one minute, one day, and then the next minute, you're this new person that has now been labeled as sick. And that will really mess with your head.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I can only imagine having a child at that time and knowing like, did they know what it was right away?
2: Um, no. So to start my story, I had an attack in 2015. Um, kind of the same thing happened, but this time it left me intubated. Couldn't breathe on my own. Um, I was in the ICU for a couple, I want to say a week and a half, I think. Um, no one knew what it was. Um, it started with hiccups and projectile vomiting. It's weird. Um, that's what got me into the hospital. Um, I had my gallbladder taken out because they thought it was a GI issue was not. Um, then my eyes started to jump, which is called nystagmus. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they were like, okay, this is definitely something neurological, something more than a stomach issue.
0: Um,
2: and then, like I said before, it just started to go downhill fast. Um, I wasn't able, I was so weak. I wasn't able to breathe on my own. I was put in, put on, you know, a vent. Um, and then with all of the medications, steroids, um, treatments I got better and I went back up to baseline to my baseline at the time Um, within that time I had gotten married
1: I um, had a baby and then hit my second relapse so did they think that the pregnancy or well postpartum in this case is what kind of caused that relapse they say yes
2: Hmm. um it's very interesting, but they say that could be the cause and then stress.
1: Stress, definitely stress. Stress, I mean, stress huh. is the silent it, killer. Yeah. It really it is. is. I, I mean, that's probably a big thing we need to normalize too is... Right. Stress can kill you. Right. Over time, yeah. at least.
3: Yeah. Did they think yeah. any of this was genetic or was it just...
2: They did okay they did um but i guess with ms it's not hereditary it's in the gene pool somewhere um which is still to this day for me i don't understand um but that's what i've been
1: told interesting interesting Uh yes so so during that time when you were really struggling um I'm kind of curious, did they have anyone come in and talk to you when you were in the hospital about your mental health, like how this is going to affect your mental health?
2: Um, I don't really remember them, you know, coming in to talk to me about the future of my mental health. I just remember them saying, um, you know, how are you doing? You know, asking me how I am mentally. Um <clears throat> And I was very, very anxious. Then this last relapse that I had, I was very anxious. Um, And, you know, this was back in 2018 and the opioid crisis just skyrocketed. And so they were very, very um, cautious about what they would give me to kind of relax my nerves Meanwhile, I'm sitting in the bed laying in the bed, can't feel my body, can't go to the bathroom on my own, can't see, can't feel, can't, I had ringing in my ears. I just wanted some relief, you know? Uh, So that was, I think that was the hardest part um, in my hospital stay. But after, um, well, during my hospital stay, they told me about, you know, antidepressants and stuff and let's try this. Um, this will really help, you know, with your anxiety. And but it's gonna take at least two months to kick in. And I was like, well, am I gonna be here two months? Like I need something now. Right. I need to do it now. Um, but I'm so happy that they brought that to my attention and they um they told me about antidepressants and they really educated me on what they do, how they, you know, react. Um, and then that's when I started on my medication for my mental health.
1: Um, okay. So you're on antidepressants. Are you on any anti-anxiety medication? Um, n- not like every day.
0: Okay.
2: Um, just when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel stressed, um, I will take some anti-anxiety medication. Um, I've tried a couple medications for like an antidepressant type of use, um, just because of side effects and whatnot. Um, Is there
3: anything else that you've taken? I mean, that isn't like medical medical, like anything else that you've tried to help with your anxiety that isn't, um, necessarily prescribed by. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, I've tried, um, CBD.
3: Okay. I'm a big fan of CBD. The drops are the ointment that you rub on your, skin both Both, yeah I'm a big fan of that (laughs) I
2: am too I was introduced um last year I think and um and I fell in love I just felt more at ease calm um less in pain I didn't have that much back pain I struggle with a lot of back like nerve pain along my spine and um that seemed to help so for me, it was, it was a hit.
3: And what side effects are there to worry about, you know? <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. You could. that's, that was another thing that you couldn't like overdose yourself with CBD or, you know, if you drink the whole bottle or whatever they say um, that kind of put my mind right. at ease. Um, right. But it really worked
1: for me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So kind of during that dark time, what would you say your biggest motivator was my daughter? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured you'd say that, but yeah, <laughs> you know, you never yeah. know.
2: Yeah. She was, um, a huge motivation. I would have like this big picture of her in my hospital room and all the nurses would come in and say, Oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful and she looks nothing like me. I don't know if you've seen her on my social page, but she's mm-hmm. nothing like me, but, um, Yeah, she is totally like my motivator.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I think for any parent, you know, that's, if there's anything that's going to get you out of your bed, it's going to be your kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Literally (laughs) too. literally (laughs) too. So I'm pretty sure I read on your Instagram that you started therapy, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, I just started um, earlier this year. And I've, um, with therapy, I feel like it's really hard to find a therapist. Number one, um, they are really hard to find and you have to kind of go, um, how would I say this? You have to find which one works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's, you know, I've had some therapists that we, Just don't click, I guess, Um, like my struggles every day, day to day, differ from someone else who don't have my issues. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think just finding the match, your person who understands who really gets you, um, I think is so important. Um, But also another thing that's really important is just talking.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, talking, talking really—it's helped me so much.
1: I bet. I mean, I think we we definitely underestimate just the Getting the human connection. Chairs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. Is your therapy virtual? Yes. Okay. Yes. And have you ever had therapy in person? Um. Yes. How's that difference for you? Um <sighs> To me,
2: not really that different. Um I don't really see the difference in, you know, going in. I I would rather go in. Um but, you know, with everything going on, it's I'll take what I can get, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are at. Yeah. Um,
2: definitely.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's definitely different for a lot of people cuz I've heard both sides of the story. I've heard a lot of people are like, "Yeah, I don't like going in and I do so much better over the phone or virtually." Yeah. And other people, they just can't hang with the the virtual.
2: Yeah, I can see
1: that. Yeah. It's I, can I think it's a lot of it's like how how do you connect with somebody? Some people, right. they have to like feel the other person there, right? But yeah. some people don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand
0: that.
1: Definitely. Um, so, what is some advice you would give yourself from that, from probably the worst point in your mental illness saga? <laughs> um.
2: My, so like if I was speaking to myself two years mm-hmm. ago, yeah, I would say to keep going, to not give up, um, to just keep pushing um, because there's a, and I've always said this, like from the minute everything happened, that okay, what is this trying to teach me? What is this? Um, what's the lesson, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know? Um, and you know, when we're in the midst of a crisis or we're in the midst of something life-changing, you often look at why me, you don't, you don't see past that. You don't see past, um, what's going on to, you know, your higher, um, self and say, you're going to make it through, this is going to be such an amazing story to tell to people. Um, you're going to help somebody. You can't, you can't say that in the moment. Mm -mm. Uh, It's very hard to even, you know, have your mind go off that way in that direction because you're such in a dark place that you don't think you can make it there. Yeah, uh, But my advice to myself would just be keep going. I think that's
1: great. I think that should be the world's motto.
0: Yeah. Especially right now. Especially forward, right yeah. now.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you think your biggest strength is? <clears throat> um, well, it's not my arms. <laughs>
2: are you sure <laughs> um my biggest strength
1: is that's gee a question. i don't know a question. It, is. it is a hard one because we don't we don't talk about ourselves like that no we don't
2: Mm-mm. and that's um that's a problem well
0: you i seem think
3: that positive.
2: is a problem
3: you seem very positive um and that definitely helps you move forward on huh?
2: yeah i Thank you. I, I think I would say I tried to look at, you know, the positive side. Um, and this year I really practiced uh, gratitude. I am like so big on gratitude. I will write my <clears throat> gratitude list every single morning, 10 things every single morning. Um, and that has taken me from here to here. Um, wow. it's a, it's a huge practice that I'm really passionate about. And I think now I am really positive and really just try to look at things in the bigger scheme of the picture and um, just the problems that we have now and the problems that I have now, I try to look at as so minuscule. And so, you know what I mean? Like I, have done so much better and so like I've been through so much why am I worrying about this this doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? well, yeah, you've had a lot of impactful stuff happen to you and you've made it out and you're on the other end so yeah. You can say hey, look at all that that I've gone through and I've made it out and I'm probably better for it. Endurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. Was it hard writing the gratitude? Do you have like a journal? Um, a notebook. Just notebook. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Whatever you can find laying around. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, was that hard at first? It was. It was really. It felt weird. Mm-hmm. It felt very awkward. Um, because you're just not used to doing it. You know. Um. Yeah. So you, I feel like you have to be so grateful for the littlest things. And for me, um, you know, with my personal journey, the littlest things that I'm grateful now were the biggest things and the biggest victories that it's like, oh my God, I can pee on my own. Like, yay. Like that is like second nature to us. Like you just go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like you just do it. Um, but Finding something like so small like that, that we take for granted is something to add to our gratitude.
1: Right, right. And I, you don't really get to see that until you don't have it anymore. Right, right, exactly. So I definitely find that very interesting that you said it was hard at the beginning because a lot of my clients, they find it so difficult to find things they're grateful for. And I get it. Like it Yeah. We don't talk about it.
3: Especially when you're in a state of mind where you feel like the world's just crashing down on you, you know? Yes. 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 Exactly.
2: exactly. When we have when when our minds are so focused in on our, you know, littlest to biggest troubles right now, it's hard to look at what we do
0: have.
1: For sure. Yeah. Especially right now. Um, I, know. I feel like this year has definitely provided a lot of reflection time for yeah. a lot of people. Oh yeah, <laughs> to realize what they do and don't have because yeah. a lot of people right. they used to go out all the time and yeah. What do you have now that you can't do? That? I know. <laughs> you have puzzles. You have Netflix. You have Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. goodness for internet. <laughs> I know. I know. What would we do?
2: I know. I would feel really bad if this happened like 20 years ago. <laughs> right?
1: Well, probably be better families. You know what? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'd probably hang out with each other a lot more. Yeah. Not as much tablet time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Right.
1: Um, what would you say it's a misconception either about you or maybe in this case, MS um, that you would like to kind of debunk.
2: Um, that looking at a person um, from, you know, the outside doesn't mean that, you know, we have internal struggles and that can go with, you know, anything. With my disease, with, you know, mental illness, with mental health, with, you know, just about anything that you can't physically see. Um, I have been called crazy, um, by doctors because they physically can't see a broken bone, a scratch on the skin. Um, so that's, that's been hard as well. Um, but the biggest misconception is that um, is that, you know, just that I don't, how do I say this? That I'm faking, hmm. I guess, um, since you can't see it, right. you know what I mean? Um, you can't see fatigue um you can feel it oh yeah um you can't see um pins and needles on the left side of my back but you i can feel it you know what i mean it's um i think we as chronic illness warriors go through a lot of judgment
1: um from people
2: yeah anyone.
1: and that's that's hard that's kind of how mental illness is too. Right. You right. get a lot of like, oh, well. Quit
3: being a wuss.
1: Mm-hmm. Just put yeah. a smile on. You'll right. be fine. Yeah. Keep going. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's no strategic uh, blood test or nothing solid and tangible that we can see. Right. They just assume, well, you know, you'll be fine. Right. Suck it up.
3: Sounds like me. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of struggles with mental illness. So I'm coming at this from with no prior experience. She's the therapist. I just listen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a huge, huge misconception
1: with mental illness, you know? Right. Right. And that's, it's kind of fun that to connect the dots between MS and, and mental illness, like, Hey, mm-hmm. just cause you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there yeah and that's no fun
2: (laughs) totally totally and the last thing you want to come off to people is you're faking or you um are just doing this for show or you want attention it's nothing like that um it's nothing it's far from that you know I don't want attention you know what I mean I don't want, you know, everyone to, you know what I mean? Like, you just don't want to be looked at different.
1: Mm -mm. No, I don't think anyone does, you know? Nope. We all want to fit in. Yeah. I mean, at least to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. 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 So do you feel like you had a lot of social supports that helped you through? Like, with family, friends? Do you have a good social support group? Um yes. That's awesome. That's do, how different do you think it would have been without it?
2: I don't think I would have made it. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. People's
1: impact on other people is huge.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Totally huge. Um yeah. do you feel like you would change any of it?
2: Um no no I That's don't think So, um, yeah uh, asking me this now is probably a different answer than if you would ask me this two years ago yeah um I've connected with so many people on you know this type of um topic of just going through hard times and um and I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I have made so many, so many good connections and so many good friendships that I will cherish forever. Some that I've never even met that live miles and miles from me. Um, I would never, you know, trade that for anything, because if I can go through something that hard, come out of it, tell a story, and help someone else then you know what I mean? It's
1: it's inspirational.
2: Yeah. It's a win for me.
1: Oh, totally. And And
2: for so many others, you know, to know that you're just not alone and that other people go through this as well. I think that was the biggest thing for me.
1: Yeah, that's huge. That's kind of what I have at least my goal. Our goal is yeah. just to let people know, Hey, and it's getting better. Yeah. People do talk about it a lot more, um, but still not enough. Right. People still judge so much on it. There's
2: a lot of judgment around, you know, that topic, mm-hmm. mental illness and mental health. Um, and it, it shouldn't be like that. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it shouldn't be like that.
1: Nope. Nope. And I've noticed a lot of people use it loosely too, which, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm so anxious or, or I'm OCD. That one. It's like, well, if you were to really see an OCD person, it's, it's a real struggle for them. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, you know, I have to have, you know, my food, not touching right. something small. So. Right. that They definitely, They use it loosely, and I feel like that doesn't give it the Mm -hmm. power that it needs.
3: But a lot of that's just ignorance, though, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're uneducated about it. Yeah. And it's not their fault. Yeah. But um, how do you engage in self-care? I'm sure that's a huge part of – I know it's a huge part of mental illness, but in MS, I'm sure you have to do something.
2: Yeah, um, I have been really big on the self-care um, train for <laughs> a while, um, but self-care doesn't mean, you know, go get your nails done, your hair done, your, you know what I mean? It's beyond the superficial um, aspect, and it goes a lot deeper, um, but self-care to me can just, you know, when I'm having a bad day, can just mean as little as saying no to someone um, I'm doing too much I have to take care of my body number one so I can take care of my daughter's body you know what I mean so I can take care of her Yeah. Um, and people don't realize that when you put yourself first that it's okay
0: mm-hmm. it's not um,
1: selfish I-
2: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people think, oh, you're putting yourself first. You're selfish. How could you do that? But if I don't put myself first and I don't take care of me, nothing else is going to be okay. Right, right. Nothing else is going to get accomplished or done or um, I, I have to take care of not only my physical
1: health, but my mental health. It's huge. It's so huge. Huge, It is. People just don't, they don't see it as health. Right. You know, they just, um, they figure, well, I like to compare it to a dentist. You know, if, if you were having a tooth issue, you wouldn't just wait. You would probably call up the dentist right away and be like, help. Yeah. I'm in so much pain, but people don't do that with mental health or mental illness. Yeah. Um, I think that's very important. It is. It totally is. Um,
3: what are I'm, some of the signs to look for? Like for me personally, I've never, I've never had to go to a therapist. I've never felt like I've had an issue with these sort of things. So for somebody who's, you know, going about their day-to-day and they feel stressed or fatigued, to them, that's just normal. How do you know when it's serious, when it gets to that point?
1: Are you asking me or her? Like what were her symptoms? Oh, just in general. Oh, okay. Well, what were some of your symptoms that you experienced? I mean, obviously going through finding mm-hmm. out you have a chronic illness is huge. Um,
2: if I, you know, get stressed or whatever, my physical symptoms start to appear. So then that's like my trigger, like my mm. body's slow down. Um, so that's how i I personally, in my mind, no, I can't. I'm, I'm stressed too thin. I can't do anymore. more.
0: That's but,
2: really um, uh, the question on you know, when someone else who doesn't have a chronic illness, how do you know how to slow down?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you know you're, you're stressed to the max? You know,
1: right? I think it's different for everybody, um, because we all have different tasks and roles in life, right? Um, I would probably say when you start feeling like you can't fill those roles. You're just not functioning at a good level. And that can totally, people don't realize, but you can get physical symptoms as well. Um, Even if you don't have a chronic illness. Right. You know, um, I hear a lot of people all the time say that they're fatigued. They're just tired. They can't. They just can't. Mm -hmm. Like, I would say that's a huge sign when you're just like, I just can't. Yeah. They can't even finish their sentence because they don't understand. I just can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's a big red flag. Like go go yeah. to your doctor and they can give you uh, guidance and where mm-hmm. you can find a therapist. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um yeah. So any other questions from you? I feel like I've taken the lead. I feel yeah, like that's
2: you. a really good question though.
1: <laughs> it is. It totally is. Even normalize though, it. Yes, yes, normalize it. And I figure the best way is to reach out to people who have good platforms. Yeah. Because I'm sure people, if they didn't read your bio on Instagram, they would just probably look at your pictures and think, oh, you have such a perfect life. You must not have anything wrong. <laughs> But if they didn't
0: <laughs> but if they didn't
1: read your bio or your captions, they wouldn't you know they wouldn't see that you have struggles too.
3: Well and that's yeah. all the social media. I mean, that's what you're seeing. You're looking through a filter essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a highlight
1: reel. hmm
3: So we need to get real. Yeah.
1: Oh, I like that. <laughs> Get real. R-E-E-L.
2: Yeah, that is so true, though. Um, I feel like nowadays you're competing with who has the best feed and who, you know what I mean? It's it's not, um, like you said, it's not real. Um, and I try my best to bring both.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because what I've been through isn't pretty,
0: Mm
2: -mm. um, it's not, um, fantasized, (laughs) um, it's very real to the, to the bone it's real. Um, and I try my best to share my story and what I've been through along with, um, you know, get attracting, um, people to read my story um and to make more connections and that's that's my goal well
3: and by sharing your story you're opening it up for other people to share their story and that's just going to cause a train reaction people are going to open up about what's really going on and and look for help and and give help that's a big deal
2: yeah yeah i think so too and there's um you know around the whole mental health, mental illness, uh, topic, there is a stigma that I think needs to be broken. Um, and like I said, just normalize it. Um, but it's very hard when, you know, you have all these eyes on you and, um, you're getting judged, not from just randoms, You're getting judged from family members, um, from friends. Um, and I think, you know, just talking about this topic and what we do about it, um, and what helps, and that is just going to break the stigma more and more and more. And the more that happens, you know, the better it's,
1: the better we're all going to be. Right. Right. I totally agree. I think a lot of people don't even think, like you were saying, they don't even think mental illness exists. Right. So you get them, you know, like, oh, you're fine. You're just wanting attention, exactly like you were saying with the medical portion of it. It's like, no, why would anybody actually want to go through any of this? It's not enjoyable. No.
2: (laughs) Trust me, I don't want to be stabbed in my arms with IVs anymore. Like, I'm not making this up, you know? Maybe it's uh, just a
3: reflection of their personality. <laughs> Maybe they want the attention. and
2: That's very true. Yeah. yeah definitely. Um, and I feel like there is such a big. Um, judgment on. Therapies. And things that. You know. That they. That, that are out there. That are used for. Helping people. Mm-hmm. And you know. If you get on a medication. It's. You know, there's a stigma around that and people think that oh you're on medication, you, you
3: must be crazy
2: mm-hmm.
3: well how yeah. do you know it's going to work unless you try it you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah and I uh, to me I don't I don't like that I don't like um, medication is there to help mm-hmm. um, and you know it's there when you need it and for people um, that deal with a lot that they, they're going to need it. And I just don't want that, you know, stigma around that. And people, um, are fearful to get on medication because they don't want to be judged
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and Mm -hmm. they can be, you know, solving a lot of their issues. If they just go to the doctor, if they just see a therapist, if they, um, you know handle their problems head on without
1: outside noise yeah and yeah influence. yeah i think um cutting that outside noise off is so yeah. hard because we grow up trying to get trying to win even our parents approval from oh, yeah. the get-go so some people can get out of it a lot easier the whole winning approval From people thing but either way we still want to fit in and you know if you're if you have to take a medication for whatever mental or physical health you have to do what's right for you
3: yeah a a big part there is also being informed you know Mm
0: -hmm. what medication
3: you're taking and then also you know some of the side effects because you need to be able to look out for that too while -hmm. you're taking them so i think being informed is is a big deal too many people will say, yeah, well, they'll just listen to their doctor, not really be informed about the decision they're making. And it could have a negative impact as well. I feel.
2: Yeah. Be your own advocate, you know, Mm -hmm. your own research and, and there's a lot of, um, you know, medications out there that you have to sort through and, you know, filter through and see what works for you. Mm hmm. What I'm taking couldn't be right for someone else. You
1: know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of it is there's, you do have a lot of avenues for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure not with everything, but mm-hmm. if something doesn't work, then something else probably will work. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to do what's right for you. And that's why they're there, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So, were you pretty open-minded to different types of treatments? I mean, um, at least for anxiety and stuff.
2: Yes, I um, I wasn't the person that I knew I needed help. I knew I couldn't I couldn't do this by myself. <laughs> I knew I needed some form of treatment, therapy, drug type of thing, um, and I was very open about that. I, I just got a psychiatrist and I said you know, going in my wheelchair and I am just can't see. And I just, I'm like, I need help. <laughs> yeah.
0: right.
2: Like, uh, give me anything. Like I'm willing to, you know, fast forward this part of my life and whatever is going to help
1: me get through it,
2: I'm down. Right, right. Uh, but I knew, I knew I couldn't do that alone.
1: That's huge. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they... They're afraid to ask for help. Yes. For for whatever reason. No,
0: sorry. <laughs> um, I know. I um,
1: yeah.
2: Um, that's another thing with you know mental illness is You have to surrender.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I feel like a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of people think they can do it, um, alone by themselves that they don't need help. And that's fine if that's how you operate. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, in my case, I need help. And I'm not afraid to admit that.
3: Who are the, some of the people that you, you look towards when you're having, um, anxiety or just need to consume?
1: When you're struggling.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, um, my husband for sure. Is that yeah.
1: who we met earlier?
2: Yeah, that was him. Oh. <laughs> yeah um and then my mom she actually she was going to retire two years I think so maybe this year or last year I'm not really sure um from her job um but when everything happened she said no I have to I have to help so she retired early um and she is like my best friend like and she is that she's my person you know Mm -hmm. Um, outside of my husband, um, but she is ride or die um, there when I need her um, physically and emotionally. She's just standby all the time.
3: Grandmas are the best.
2: <laughs> they, they, I'm talking about
3: your daughter. Either. They
2: are. They have such a strong relationship. She will wake up in the morning. Can I go to Nani's? And I'm like, I haven't even like said hi to you, and you want to like come on.
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah.
1: That's awesome.
2: Such a sweet relationship.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. People need people. People need people. Oh, I I love that. People. It's true. I love Uh, that. It's so true. People always, like you were saying, they think they can do it on their own. And some people can, but for how long? (laughs) Exactly.
2: It's okay to not do everything on your own. It's okay to ask for help. And I, Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like this is like a therapy session and I'm really loving it. (laughs) (laughs) I can cancel my one for next week. No, I'm just, there you go. Um, Um, I feel like people are, um, what was I saying that they don't want to ask for help,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: um, that they're scared of, um other people thinking they can't do things on their own um and you know to me that's not the case and i'm sure a lot of people who don't don't want the help but need the help um
1: i'm sure that's not the case for them too right right i think people maybe is it underestimate or overestimate Underestimate how hard asking for help is? Yeah.
0: Energy.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's it harder than you'd think. Yeah. It's actually there. Sitting in the waiting room and you're just like, I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. Are they gonna overthink it? Yeah. They're overthinking it.
3: Yeah. That's my middle name, did you know? Oh, uh, same with her.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a female thing. Have you noticed that too? Uh, yeah. I think so. Because he doesn't overthink anything. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. Same with my husband. Or don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what are you working on, like, in your professional life? Well, um, not a whole lot.
2: <laughs> um, I took a break from YouTube for the rest of the year. Um, just I on- that? Um, why? Mm-hmm. What you said um I am really really hard on myself when it comes to hold on my nose uh, I have all the windows and fan going um uh, I'm really hard on myself when it comes to like work I guess um I'm not doing enough
0: hmm.
2: I'm not you know what I mean I'm not I'm just I guess I'm not doing enough
1: like a like a perfectionist, yes, type thing.
2: Yeah, um, that that's also another one of my names. Um, but that has put stress on me. Yeah, um, and I that's another self care um, thing for me. Is I you know it's not the end of the world if I you know take the rest of the year off.
1: Yeah. For me.
3: Uh, yeah, put yourself first.
2: Yeah, uh, because at this point right now, it's just YouTube is a hobby for me. Um, you know, I'm making a little bit of revenue, but not so much where I can support my family and really um, depend on that. Um, so for me right now, I'm also dealing with some other um, health issues. Um, and I'm going to have a procedure next month. And I just want to be I don't want to have any duties
1: upon
3: that less stress
1: less stress yeah that's huge boundary it sounds like you're really good at setting boundaries i'm getting
2: better mm-hmm. um i was not good at that um in the beginning um i'm a yes person mm-hmm. through and through um i hate telling people no um i i guess that's just a a me issue um no. like- a lot of people have that issue. Yeah, no, like me, like me personally, like I think that's just an like a flaw in myself that, um, that I want people to be happy with me. I don't want issues. I don't like drama. So yes to everything, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and uh, with everything um, that I've went through, it's really put me at, okay, you, you are in charge of your life. Um, no one else is, you have to take care of you yourself first. Um, and anything beyond that is extra. Um, and you know, obviously family comes first and, um, anything beyond that is extra,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah, it, it, I have to set boundaries for my, my family's being from, for me,
1: Right. right. It's a must. Yeah. And that's, I feel like just getting older really helps with that. Because yeah. when you're younger, you're just like, yeah, sure. Because you don't yeah. want to disappoint anybody.
0: Yeah. Maturity. I
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I mean, I always see older people and they're totally okay with saying no. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're even okay with saying, no, I don't really want to go over to your house. I don't like the way yeah. you look. You know. <laughs> like yeah, just give me the truth. Yeah. 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 And maybe if people would do that more. Yeah, right. I know. We might be living happier lives. Yeah.
3: And we won't get so butthurt when somebody says something we don't like.
1: Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you get used to hearing it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a whole other issue. <laughs>
2: that's a whole other can of worms.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
2: Uh, yeah, I have, um, you know, a lot of friends that I've made on social media. Um, you know, we just converse and we, we just talk, um, about our struggles and I feel like this platform or this podcast that you guys have is going to help so many people. So many, so, so just many, so. I mean, just to know like that
1: there's other people out there that go through shit too. Oh Yeah. And not, not just other people, everybody. 99.9%. <laughs> I don't even think there's that <laughs> point. <laughs> one. I really don't. Oh, yeah. I've never spoken with one person in practice or in just my personal life who hasn't gone through something. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And everyone, everyone will and can
2: benefit from this podcast. I guarantee.
3: People, people need people. People That's need. The moral
2: of the I story. love that. that <laughs> I'm going Yeah, that is. I love that saying.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have it. like that. There you go. People need people. It's true, though. I think we, just as a human being, need people. Yeah,
3: we were created yeah. to have other people <laughs> in our lives. In exactly.
1: Our yeah.
2: Life, yeah. yeah. Um, another thing I want to ask. Everyone goes through everything, something in their life. What do you think the percentage
1: is that people open up about it and talk Not about it? I'm going to say it's pretty low. I mean, I don't know. Statistically speaking, I'm sure yeah. we you could probably find it online. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. Because even the people who've said, oh, yeah, I struggled with it, but I didn't say anything. You're going to get those people, but you're also going to get those who don't even want to say that yeah. they've struggled with it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say fairly low. I mean, pretty, pretty darn low. And especially right now, I'm finding like, I'm going to say the cultural climate changing. Um, just from our intakes and my own practice, we've seen a huge drop. In services, like just in participation, people are not engaging anymore, even if they were doing really well. Mm. And as optimistic as I want to be, and just say, Hey, they're oh, good. yeah, they're learning on their own. Um, there's
3: a lot of things that can cover up, you know, what you have going on in your life alcohol, uh, right. drugs,
1: there's a lot of numbing,
3: social media, number.
1: yeah, yeah, TikTok.
3: TikTok, oh, <laughs> that helps. Uh,
1: You guys Just keep scrolling, <laughs> huh? Do you guys have the app? Yes. There's yeah. a lot
3: of comedy on there. I love it. <laughs> There's a lot of you can find there, anything.
2: Oh my god, I will like be on there for hours. All I've right? done
3: okay. I've done okay. When I first started, like the first two days of TikTok, I was on there all the time, and then I was like, well. I probably should get this stuff done. Because trying to run a business here.
0: Yeah, you will
2: pass a large amount of time on that
1: app. Right? Yeah. I, even my kids are starting to know some of the songs. Oh, I know. It's so great.
3: I think that's the worst part about TikTok is the songs get played so often. And then you're, you're humming a song that you don't even like. Like you heard it first time and you're like, no, I don't, I don't like this song. You hear it again and you start singing it, and then you're <laughs> tricking yourself, you know.
0: Oh my god,
1: that is so true. Oh my god, that's so funny. It's all mind games. Yeah, all it is. Look they're, out. they're getting you to to really enjoy that song, so you enjoy that artist, and then you buy their stuff. Not, happening. A... Not happening here. Yeah, yeah, really that's a whole other story too. <laughs> Yeah, but I definitely think, um, I think that this would, is going to be helpful to people.
0: Yeah, I think As long as we
1: can get it out there and tell people, hey, even people who seem like they have perfect lives, influencers, celebrities, whoever, they struggle, and maybe they even struggle more, Mm -hmm. we might find.
0: Yeah, like we said
1: Instagram
2: is such a highlight reel.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm all of social media i mean sometimes even youtube you mm-hmm. see all these vloggers who you know they get to edit their own videos right it's so, <laughs> so what are we seeing yeah who
2: knows yeah. what's real and what's what's not
0: Mm-hmm.
2: if you go on my youtube i'm like no makeup no my hair is in a bun all the time I'm just I feel like I'm more comfortable over on my YouTube channel. Um, I don't really I think it might be because the I don't have that many followers on YouTube yet. Hmm. Uh, there's more on Instagram. and um, I'm very hesitant to post more on stories and really get that vlogger type feel that I do over on YouTube. Um, because there's just more eyes on Mm me, you know, um, I'm like, I'm scared of judgment. I think everybody is. Yeah. I, I, it's scary putting
1: yourself out there.
3: It's personal when somebody has something against you. Mm -hmm. It's personal. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Even though it's not, I mean, if you look at the data, (laughs) Yeah. Um, when people talk bad about someone else, they don't know anything. No, they don't know. They don't know you. I mean, especially when you're looking at social media. Yeah. But they don't know you, but they're probably struggling so mm. much more. Yeah. So, misery loves company. Oh, yes. And they want to suck you in, they want you to feel bad too. Oh, yes. I know some people like that. Yeah. Yeah, do you do you feel like you handle a fair share of that um, on your Instagram at all?
2: No, not on my Instagram, no. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now what about on YouTube? I, no. Oh. To be honest, I have – I know I'm going to sound so, like, insane because I feel like a lot of people are like, I have so many haters, and I'm probably going to get more after this, but I have such a supportive – Um group of people on my platforms. I really, really do. Um, on YouTube, I connect with so many people on there. Um, and I just, I don't look at them as, um, commenters. I look at them as people, people turn into friends,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. in my opinion. Um, and you know, a few of the friends that I've made that I, um, will cherish forever, they were just people looking on my YouTube channel, you know, just randoms. Mm -hmm. I don't treat people different. I don't treat people like they're, um, they're just no one's like, I want to get to know you. I I want, um, I want, you know, a friendship with my followers. I want, um, I want something more than just followers.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to make connections. You know, because what's uh, the point after that point? if you're not making connections then no, no. not at all there's why no bother yeah yeah
2: exactly i mean they go on social media platforms to connect mm-hmm.
1: with people that's what they were created for exactly so let's use them as that you know no people like to use them to bash
3: in politics
1: yeah, politics. Wow, that's kind of bashing. I mean, people bash each other about politics. Yeah. Oh yeah, on social
3: media right That's that crazy.
1: Right? You just have to stay off of social media, especially right now. It's mm-hmm.
3: a challenge.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. it's a huge challenge, right? Yeah. You, you think of anything, even like Pinterest, is social media. It's not that interactive. Oh, no. Yeah, but it still is. It <laughs> is, and that's kind of like my getaway.
2: If I, you know, still want to scroll, um, yeah. where
1: I is where I go.
3: Kind of vacation, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
2: so
1: social <laughs> media vacation. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> vacation. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, but no, my my followers on YouTube on Instagram are great. It's the people in real life. Um, that I kind of have issues with.
1: That's so interesting. Do they actually say things to your face? Um, no. That's good. Well, I don't know. I would rather them say it to my face. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. What do you think
3: has more of an impact—the uh, the negative you get from the people you know, or the positive you get from the people that you haven't necessarily met?
2: Um, a good impact, or
3: yeah, positive impact.
2: Um, probably from people that don't know me that are cheering me on from the sidelines. Um, because why would people that know me want to hurt me and bring me down? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I would feel like that for me personally, like the negative is going to make me strive because
0: (laughs) you're just
3: just fueling the fire. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do me and I'm going to do me. Despite what you have to say, you know?
2: Mhm. Yeah, that's how um, my husband is too.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Girls work differently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess.
2: I don't, I don't like to, you know, have negative energy and bad things talked about me from people that mm-hmm. I know that are supposed to be um there for me. Um I would I don't. I don't think anyone would
1: want that. No. How do you? How do you hear about all this? Do, um, it's like, like Facebook or Grapevine. Grapevine.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Have you yeah. lived in the same area all your life? Yes. Oh, that's probably why.
0: Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Same here for us. You know, we live in a really teeny tiny town. Very yeah. Nice. Everybody knows everybody. Since yeah. California pretty much born yeah so yeah yeah. it's Um, harder to hear negative stuff from real people anyway I mean not that social media is not real people but someone like you said who should have your back yeah saying just mean things awful things wow and you get that a lot um From these people, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that impacts your mental health? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. How so? Um, it just gives me anxiety. Um, it gives me anxiety to, like, the nth degree. It's um, something that I'm working on with myself um, making those boundaries and having them only, um, allowing so much of my mind, um, and, you know, I'm getting better. Um, they used to steal my peace and take over my life mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, but this year I have really come into my own and I'm putting my foot down and I'm not, I'm not going to stand for it anymore.
3: What would you say to those people that are hating on you?
2: Um, well, number one, I would ask them why Mm
0: -hmm.
2: a legit reason why, um, because I've never given these people to, you know, a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, they're just not my people, I guess. And that's okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. you're not made
2: Toxic.
3: for anyone. Yeah. Just cut, you got to pick, yeah. yeah, pick the bad fruit from the tree, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, and I'm not saying that they're um, not made for anyone.
0: They're yeah, just, just not me you.
2: personally. Um Someone who degrades, um, someone who threatens—not
1: my type of people. Yeah, and as it should be. Yeah, I mean they don't. If if it doesn't help you, why is it in your life?
0: Yeah, That's if you're not
1: adding
2: value mm-hmm. um, to my life, but you're stealing value from my life, I don't. There's no reason. You know? So how
1: do you ignore it? Do you just like if someone says, "Oh, I heard gossip about you" or whatever? Do you just say, "I don't, I don't need to hear it"? Or how do you kind of dodge uh, that? I laugh it off.
0: There you
1: go. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. That
2: I, I, because I know what's true, um, and you know when people can't control you anymore. Um, they will control how people see you and, um, that's been, that's, that's been a struggle. Um, I don't like people to think negatively about me at all. Um, I would rather please everyone. Like I said, I'm, I'm a yes man. Um, but now I've taken my life into my own hands this year and I'm just like enough's enough. Um, I can't do it anymore. Um, I have to put my foot down.
1: That's awesome. I well, mean, boundary setting.
3: Kirsten, you seem yeah. like a, a strong, amazing person. And, and I, I, I wish you luck on your upcoming operation, um, whatever that yeah. is.
0: Thank there's, you so much.
3: Yeah, I think you got good things coming.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure. I hope so.
2: <laughs> I think you guys do too, for reals.
1: Well, thanks, well, thank for, you. thanks for joining
2: yeah. us. Thank you. You guys are going to do awesome things for people.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Please go show Kirsten some love and support on her Instagram and YouTube, which you can find in the description or on our Instagram at The Mind Podcast Official, which is also where you can find more information on upcoming guests and previous episodes. We look forward to you joining us in our next episode. And if you take away one thing from today, just remember... People need people. Take care.